The world around us is one of infinite mystery, and with every question we answer, new curiosities ignite. Join me on a journey as we delve into philosophy's biggest questions, from the nature of reality to the meaning of life. This is The Smile Project. In the 19th, in the 19th century, with the rise of must grant that from the moment they take on a popular form, they become something other, something other than what they were as hypothesis of scientific In today's episode, we will be looking into the bizarre phenomenon of deja vu of déjà vu, and unpacking the theoretical science of what might cause it to occur and its effects. Imagine for a moment that you're walking down a street you've never been down before, when suddenly you're hit with an uncanny sense of familiarity. The surroundings look and feel as though you've been there before even though you're certain you haven't. It's like you're experiencing a memory, but you can't quite place it. You look around, trying to find some clues that might explain the sudden feeling of familiarity. But everything looks just as unfamiliar as it did a moment ago. The feeling persists, and you start to feel a sense of confusion and disorientation. You wonder if you're losing your mind, or if something is wrong with you. Yet, as quickly as it came, the feeling fades away. You wonder what just happened and whether it will happen again. You try to brush it off and continue on your way, but the feeling lingers in the back of your mind, nagging at you and leaving you with a sense of unease. Was it a glitch in the matrix? Or is there a more logical justification for what just occurred? Déjà vu is a French term that translates to already seen. It is a phenomenon in which an individual feels as though they have experienced a current situation or event before, even though it is objectively their first time experiencing it. Déjà vu is typically associated with a feeling of familiarity, but the individual cannot remember any specific details about the supposed previous experience. It is often described as a fleeting sensation that lasts only a few seconds. Scientists are not entirely sure what causes déjà vu, but there are several theories. One theory suggests that it is the result of a momentary hiccup in the brain's processing of information, causing a sensation of familiarity when encountering a new situation or environment. Another theory proposes that déjà vu is the brain's way of recognizing and assimilating new information into existing memory structures. Déjà vu is a common experience and is estimated to occur in 60-70% to 70% of people at some point in their lives. While it is often associated with neurological or psychological conditions, it is generally considered to be a harmless and normal experience. 
The phenomenon of déjà vu has been recognized and recorded in literature for centuries. Some of the earliest accounts of déjà vu can be found in ancient texts and folklore. In Greek mythology, the goddess Mnemosyne was said to be the mother of the Nine Muses and the personification of memory. The concept of déjà vu is similar to the idea of remembering something from a previous life, which is also found in many ancient cultures. One of the earliest literary accounts of déjà vu is found in the works of French philosopher and mathematician René Descartes. In his book Meditations on First Philosophy, published in 1641, Descartes describes an experience in which he feels as though he has experienced a similar situation before, even though he knows he has not. In the 19th century, the French writer Prosper Merimée wrote a short story called La Venus de Il, The Venus of Il, in which the main character experiences a series of strange events that are accompanied by the feeling of déjà vu. The story is often cited as one of the earliest and most famous examples of déjà vu in literature. Other notable examples of déjà vu in literature include Fyodor Dostoevsky's The Brothers Karamazov, where the character of Ivan experiences déjà vu while listening to his brother's confession, and Vladimir Nabokov's Speak Memory, a memoir that explores the author's own experiences of déjà vu. Overall, déjà vu has been a reoccurring theme in literature for centuries, reflecting its widespread and enduring nature as a human experience. Let's now take a deep dive into several theories that attempt to explain the phenomenon of déjà vu. The first theory we'll look into is that of the dual processing theory. This theory proposes that déjà vu occurs when there is a mismatch between two different streams of information processing in the brain. According to this theory, the brain processes incoming sensory information through two different channels. The slow channel, that takes longer to process information but provides more accurate details, and the fast channel, that processes information more quickly but is less precise. When these two channels process the same information at different speeds, it can result in a feeling of familiarity or déjà vu. While this theory provides a logical justification for the feeling of déjà vu, it does require the adoption of the two-channel memory processing hypothesis. And because limited research has been conducted to disprove or prove this idea, many researchers are still skeptical of its validity. Another theory that is popular in the science of déjà vu is that of the memory recall theory. This theory suggests that déjà vu occurs when the brain retrieves a memory that is similar to the current situation, but not identical. According to this theory, 
the brain recognizes similarities between the two events, but is unable to recall the specific details of the previous experience, resulting in a feeling of familiarity. While this theory requires a less radical prerequisite to justify, it doesn't seem to fully encapsulate the otherworldly feeling of déjà vu. You see, we witness things all the time that remind us of prior memories. We overlay these memories on the present all the time, experiencing feelings such as nostalgia, longing, sadness, and even euphoria. However, these feelings don't appear to be directly linked to the seemingly random nature of déjà vu. Perhaps the attentional bias theory could be the most logical claim. This theory proposes that déjà vu occurs when the brain selectively attends to certain aspects of an experience while ignoring others. According to this theory, the brain may focus on specific details of an experience that are familiar, while ignoring other aspects that are unfamiliar. This can create a feeling of familiarity or déjà vu. Again, at least to us, and just to be clear, we're not scientists. This theory doesn't quite encapsulate the notion of déjà vu to a satisfactory degree. There are too many examples of activities and tasks in daily life that require this level of isolated focus, and there doesn't appear to be any clear link between such experiences and the increased likelihood of déjà vu episodes. That leaves us with the last major theory to touch on, the neurological disorders theory. Some researchers suggest that déjà vu may be associated with certain neurological disorders, such as epilepsy or migraines. According to this theory, abnormal electrical activity in the brain can trigger the feeling of familiarity or déjà vu. But, as we'll discuss later, this symptomatic-based approach would require an underlying neurological disorder to elicit feelings of déjà vu, and given the common nature of the feeling, seems unlikely. One thing that is important to note is that these theories are not necessarily mutually exclusive, and more than one theory may be involved in the experience of déjà vu. Again, the exact cause of this phenomenon is still not fully understood. It is an area of ongoing research. Déjà vu is generally considered to be a harmless and normal experience, and there is no evidence to suggest that it has any negative effects on an individual's health or well-being. In fact, some researchers have suggested that experiencing déjà vu may be associated with better memory recall. However, in some cases, déjà vu can be a symptom of an underlying neurological or psychological condition. For example, it has been reported that individuals with temporal lobe epilepsy may experience déjà vu as a symptom of their seizures. In these cases, déjà vu can be a warning sign of a seizure, and may be accompanied by other symptoms such as confusion or disorientation. Additionally, for some individuals, frequent or intense experiences of déjà vu can be distressing or disruptive. It can lead to feelings of confusion, anxiety, or loss of control. In these cases, it may be helpful for an individual to speak with a healthcare professional or mental health provider 
to address any underlying concerns or anxiety related to the experience. So if deja vu has been around for such a long time, why don't we know more about it? Well, there are a few reasons. Deja vu is a subjective experience that is difficult to study because it's unpredictable, transient, and difficult to reproduce in a laboratory setting. Unlike other psychological phenomena, deja vu is not something that can be directly overseen or measured, and it often occurs spontaneously without warning. This makes it difficult for researchers to study deja vu in a controlled setting. Additionally, there is still much that is not understood about the underlying neurological and cognitive processes that contribute to an experience like deja vu. While some theories suggest that it may be related to memory retrieval or processing errors in the brain, there is no consensus on the exact mechanisms involved. Furthermore, because deja vu is highly individualized and subjective, it is challenging to compare and analyze data across different individuals and populations. This makes it difficult to draw meaningful conclusions about the phenomenon as a whole. Ultimately, the elusive nature of deja vu makes it a challenging topic for researchers to study. In fact, much more research is needed to fully understand this intriguing experience. The mystery of deja vu is one that will likely puzzle scientists for quite some time. This is not to say that we won't eventually have the means to conclusively understand it in full. We're still in the hypothesis stage of an investigation that has endured countless generations of scrutiny. An investigation that, even under the meticulous magnifying glass of many of the world's greatest minds, has bore us with limited answers. Yet this in itself, it's a beautiful thing. You see, while the focus of science has always been centered on the pursuit for answers, what truly kindles science are the questions. And if the inconclusive investigation into deja vu can teach us anything about the nature of science, it is that we should take pleasure in the journey of discovery. For is it not true that the answer to a big question is only the end of the story, or perhaps the beginning of a deeper line of questioning.